I'm Tim Baxter. I'm Danny Barcelona. I'm Alan Tarleton. And we're joined this week by special guest Luca Barcelona. Welcome back. Thank you very much for having me again. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you three? Yeah, Gutted, good. because the World Cup is over. I spoke to my family this week for the first time in a month. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for them at all. <laughs> are they all right? <laughs> you know, I have a sister. <laughs> you know. I didn't know that beforehand. <laughs> Um, yeah, the World Cup is over. France winning 4-2 in the final against Croatia. Let's have a chat about the final. How, do, how did it go? I thought it was a better game than I thought it was going to be. A lot of people kept saying Croatia were going to be so tired. And they did play an extra game going to extra time three times. But they gave it a good go in the final. And if things had gone their way, a few decisions, VAR here or there, could have been a different story. But I think France probably over the whole tournament, were the best team. Yeah, it was the highest scoring World Cup final since 1966. Uh, obviously, six goals scored in it. Croatia played really, really well. They're probably their best performance and were potentially let down by a dodgy VAR decision and then almost got back into it through an awful goalkeeping mistake as well. Yeah, it's really difficult when you concede two goals like that to sort of fight your way back into it. They made a valiant effort, but... I think you'd probably say the best team won in the end. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you know, the Mbappe goal was my really pick. well taken. My pick to win before the tournament. Just saying. Yeah, all right. Oh, you know what we should have done? I should have found the clips of us saying who we think we're going to win and then played it back. Still do that? We can still do that. And it will go right here. I'm going to go with France because I can't overlook how strong their squad is. I'm going to go Germany. They just do it. Perfect. Luca, from a more maybe a more casual fan perspective, how did you enjoy the final? I mean, I'm sad Japan didn't win. Really, yeah. <laughs> I, I really had them going all the way this year. I, I really thought 2018 was going to be Japan's year. But as a person who doesn't really interested in football um, and not having Danny coherent throughout the month, I, I really thought the, the, the final was good. I really thought Croatia really dominated the first part of the game as well. And I, you know, they picked up where they left off against England. They did. Ivan Perisic showed how yeah. good he was in the final. Uh, how much money he'll be going for in the summer is yet to be decided. Yeah. Uh, and to where he's going, Manchester United. <laughs> Do you want to know something really awkward? So we watched the semi-final at Allens. And um, obviously Croatia won, which was sad. I had Ivan Perisic in my fantasy team. And he scored the first goal and assisted the second. And needless to say, I had to contain my excitement for 120 minutes. <laughs> well, that car journey home was, there was a lot of... As my heart was being broken. <laughs> on my birthday, I might add. Oh, yeah. yeah. Danny was celebrating the demise of England. Hey, it Danny. Got, it got me a bronze medal in my fantasy league. Thank you, but Ivan Perisic. <laughs> it meant England didn't get a silver. <laughs> and cost me my friendship with Alan on his birthday. There's a lot of tension in this room right <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm the go-between. Uh, um, I talked about, yeah, we talked about how good Ivan Perisic was. Just give us a little, a little flavour of the class he showed in that final on the biggest match of his career. I mean, that goal he scored. Yeah, it took a slight deflection off one of the French defenders, but the ability to take that down in the area, one touch, shift it onto his weaker foot if he actually has one, and then just rifle it past Lloris in goal. I mean, it shows what a talent he is. And I think he grew into the tournament. I think Rebic overshadowed him a lot in the group stages. Mm. But then in the knockout stages, Perisic really showed what he was about. And it's players like that that really drive a team forward. 
Yeah, I think Mourinho summed it up perfectly. I think he said, as a winger, Perisic offers something you, you just don't see because he's so strong, got pace as well. You know, his technique's good and he has a mean shot on him. And then I think he showed all of that in that game, didn't he? Really impressive. Yeah, well, we go from one end of the scale in Perisic playing really, really well to possibly the worst error we've seen in the World Cup so far, uh, which almost let Croatia back into it. Uh, Lloris basically kicking the ball at Mandzukic into his own net. Yeah, that was that was interesting. I mean, I, you can see what Lloris was trying to do, sort of send him one way and go the other. Mandzukic... He forgot he wasn't Lionel Messi. Yeah, Mandzukic was having absolutely none of it. And after that, Croatia sort of piled on a bit of pressure, but I think it was maybe just a little bit too late for the Croatians, who gave it a good go still. Yeah, I think it's very difficult to compete when you've got players like Griezmann and then Mbappe scoring wonder goals like he has done. Um, we will get onto that a bit later with our goal of the tournament, but... Just You can't stop players like that, can you? Mbappe, 19, scored four goals in the World Cup. First teenager to score in a World Cup final since Pele in 1958. First disgusting is what it is. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> he's potentially got, well, he's got four more left. Potentially another one after that. Like, oh. it's not fair, is it? Um, and he, and he's, good enough, he's good enough to do it, isn't he? Yeah. He is. um, and that France squad is certainly good enough to challenge for the next four years almost. Youngest squad at this tournament could see that group of players staying together for a good amount of time most yeah. most likely that will be the france team for the euros again and then possibly the next world cup may i mean i can't really minus Larice. minus Larice, yeah there's not uh, really many Giroud probably won't be there he didn't have a single shot on goal the whole tournament but was still incredibly crucial in their success i think we said this in one of the earlier pods his inclusion in the team made that france team work because you saw match day one when they played Australia, that really nice looking front three of Dembele, Griezmann and whoever Mbappe. Left, Mbappe, thank you, just didn't work because no one was there to hold up the ball and allow them to play the way they wanted to play. And then Giroud came in and all of a sudden it just started clicking. And I think there's similarities between, and I'm going to butcher his name, but is it Stefan Givage who won the 98 World Cup with France, basically doing the same thing, didn't score, was just there to hold the ball up and create for the likes of Henri and Zidane and co. I think he get, kept getting referred to as a backboard, yeah. you know, like a basketball backboard. And I think that's true, actually, because yeah. a lot of the time when it wasn't working for France, they knew they could sort of fire it into Giroud. And he's got very good control on his chest and head. And you can sort of play from there. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's back, back facing from goal, but looking to, you know, set up the play. Yeah, he's a great yeah. outball, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, just to get France out of trouble. Um but, I mean, they played so well as a team as well. Like, you look in the midfield, Kante being Kante, obviously, and we'll get onto Kante later as well because <laughs> some of the stuff he's done in the past week has been absolutely brilliant. But Pogba as well, showing he is worth, what, 80 million that was paid for him because that's how good he can play. Defensively, attackingly, just creatively, he was so, so strong. Graham Souness must have just been sitting in his chair weeping as Pogba puts Does that. Not, doesn't he do that every night? Yeah. <laughs> it's Graham yeah, That is Graham Souness, but... I mean, he finally showed what he can do. And I think this talk of he only can play in a midfield three on the left kind of is dispelled a bit with this tournament because at times he was playing just him and Kante just sitting back and defending. He tracked back, he went forward. He was pretty much all over the place. Played a pretty crucial role in that first goal in the final as well. Don't know if it was legal, that push <laughs> on Mandzukic, but I'm not going to complain. It got them the goal. It did. It got them the goal. Yeah, so just France, overwhelmingly good. Overwhelmingly, like, just deserved winners, we think. Luca, obviously, you were filming in and around Paris. Yes, I was. 
Do you wish you were there right now celebrating mm. with the French? Probably not, bearing in <laughs> mind I, I saw some videos from the hotel that I stayed at across the road at a monoprix was getting broken into. Oh. <laughs> the windows were being smashed Jeez. and people on mopeds were just stealing everything they could because apparently that's allowed when France win the World Cup. Yeah. They're like, screw it. <laughs> I want these hairbands for 50p <laughs> and a well, sandwich. I mean, the Champs-Élysées was just packed, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the, oh, it's the mental scenes. But then... To be honest, it, it would have been far worse of England. I was it? just about... Oh, yeah. recording oh, yeah. this from the, sh- the rubble that used to be Marlowe. <laughs> <laughs> Argos would have been destroyed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the poor catalogues. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, go on then. A word on England's performances then, because obviously after the uh, quarterfinal win with people jumping on cars and just or the scenes from like Hyde Park and uh, where was the other? It was Newcastle was especially yeah. bad. When as soon as we scored, the entirety of the world's beer <laughs> contents <laughs> was thrown in the air. Can you imagine if that like we'd won the World Cup and that would have happened down in Trafalgar Square in London? <sighs> people would have never woken up again. I mean, didn't they destroy an IKEA because they beat Sweden? Uh, they <laughs> did run into IKEA. Some England fans did run into IKEA and start jumping up all the beds. Well, I saw someone tweet that. It was like, oh, how less karma. It's like, um, uh, go, we go and destroy an IKEA and then England's cabinet collapses uh, after all the Brexit stuff. I'll be honest, um, I'm still reeling. <laughs> what, from the Brexit negotiations? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life is just a series of disappointments <laughs> interjected, <laughs> interjected by even more disappointing failure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that England team really gave it a good go. I think if you'd have said to anyone, England are going to reach a semi-final of a World Cup before this tournament, they would have gnawed not just your hand, but probably up to your shoulder off. Yeah. But on the s- scale of things, that first half an hour against Croatia, if one or two chances had gone the other way, that England team probably would have been 3 0 up and cruising, and it would have been a very different story. Should have been, and especially the way we've played second half, so we've been really poor. You know, pre season friendlies and during the World Cup, we should have put them to the sword earlier on. And But we did say in the last podcast, like, whatever happens, they're going to come home as heroes, mm. and they've revitalised the country's love of the national team. So, you know, it's, it's hard to complain, like you said. And they've restarted the economy with sales of the waistcoat. Are they back in stock now? I don't know, but the amount of them that have been sold is just like, you know. My waistcoat came the day of the semi. I've only got to wear it once. Oh, (laughs) two years time. That's like Nigeria only getting to wear their absolute fire kit once in the entire World Cup because they had to play in the away kit twice. I really hope they keep it for like the African Cup of Nations in two years time. (laughs) Just keep it forever, please, Nigeria. (laughs) On England, I know that Harry Kane got golden boot. boot. Yes. And I was looking today at like some conversations and some people were saying, oh, is it the worst golden boot winner ever? And other people saying it doesn't really matter because the golden boot is a quantitative thing, not a qualitative thing. So what are your thoughts on it? I couldn't have gone and scored three penalties, two headers and a ridiculous behind the back of the boot fluke thing at the World <laughs> Cup in Russia. So I think he's done quite well. Yeah, and I think... You know, they were excellent penalties. And also, he's in the exact right place for those two. You know, they were tap-ins, but they're proper strikers' finishes. Yeah. Um, I would probably be on both sides of that camp. Because, yes, in terms of how amazing the goal were, goals were, I mean, far less impressive than even, for example, James Rodriguez four oh. years ago. Well, there were some great goals in there. But, you know, you've got to take what's in front of you, and he did. And it really doesn't matter, does it? 
No, yeah, that's fair. Luca? No, I think for his first World Cup, I think, say if it was Ronaldo, they would have been like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, him getting that gold boot, it means he deserves it. So I think, no, I think Harry Kane does deserve winning the gold boot. No, everyone had their chances. I mean, yeah. I think we were all thinking that Muller was going to... Raheem gonna, Sterling. <coughs> absolutely. I think we were all thinking that Muller was going to edge closer to that <laughs> closer that record. Um, and he didn't register a single goal, did he? No. So. I wonder what the odds are on Mbappe breaking that in the next 12 years. He's already on four, and he's got four tournaments left, at least. Tricky, though, isn't it? Like You would have said that about Muller. Yeah. Um, there's probably plenty of players that have started strong. Yeah. Um, you know, James Rodriguez... I don't think he scored this tournament, has he? No. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's tough to follow up. It's World Cup. It's tough. Yeah, but it's Mbappe as well. So he'll be worth £500 million at one point in his career, probably. Unless he does a Theo Walcott, bring him to the World Cup too young, and then just destroys his life. But Theo Walcott didn't play, because Sven yes. just was like, oh, let's see how weird I can be and bring this 16-year-old kid along. And Arsene Wenger's retired, so he's got no worries. Yeah, he's <laughs> fine. He's safe. Do you want to know, whilst we've been talking about England and France and everything, do you want to know the official World Cup team of the tournament lay it on us Danny I mean you, have you any of you seen it no okay no. so none of you see it so this we'll talk through each position if when you find someone that you don't like or don't agree with just make some weird noise and we'll talk about it all right we'll start from the back goalkeeper Larice. I mean was this before the final or after this the was final? this was after the world cup finished because that goalkeeping error probably meant that he shouldn't have been in it so yeah. Courtois won the Golden Glove, yeah. so you know maybe he should be there. He did let in a couple of goals against Japan that potentially shouldn't have, yeah. but, it, but toss up between those two. Yeah. Um, Loris was very good throughout the tournament. He pulled off a couple of wonder saves against um, Uruguay. Uruguay. Uruguay, yeah, yeah, sorry, and he was excellent in that game. So no, mm, that's fair. Tough. Enough. Fair, yeah, yeah. okay. That's fair. Right back here in Trippier. Yep, no qualms. Yeah. Worst yeah. haircut. That's right back. Yeah, I mean, uh, Pavard scored an excellent goal, didn't he? But yeah. uh, I think Trippier provided the most, yeah. uh, most chances, uh, most, chances, most, yeah. chances, most crosses. So, yeah, that's fair. Rafa Varane? Yep, no doubt in that. Yep, no qualms. Dejan Lovren? Oh. 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 To quote Dejan Lovren, one of the best centre-backs in the world. <laughs> he, now, he now must be considered world-class. Yep. So, mm. any... What's your beef, Danny? <laughs> okay, fine. We'll move on. Ashley uh, Young. Go, no, I'm sorry. Diego Godin should be there. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say Godin. Left back, Ashley Young. Hmm. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so, was that a bit loud? That was uh, <laughs> it's, it's only a little bit too loud. Oh, dear. Um, what is... Yeah, that's, that's strange, isn't it? I mean, there was a lack of really good left backs. I think only Hernandez from France could could oust him there and that's because he made it to the final but Young is a, is an odd one Chadley? I think he played left mid for Belgium so oh, I don't think he counts okay. but yeah and I don't think he started during the group stage either. no he no, didn't he just but he definitely propelled Belgium to their best wins of the tournament uh, okay so indifferent on we'll that we'll let them off Modric yep Gold, yeah, yeah. Gold no, no, it's quite a wise man. He's the best midfielder in the world, and I'll fight anyone that says differently. So. <laughs> <laughs> that challenge Absolutely. is still open from uh, Mr. <laughs> yep. Tim Baxter, so anyone wants to fight him, go for it. Paulinho. No. no. What's he done? Sorry, Paulinho Brazil. Speak Bra- up. Brazil Paulinho. What? what? <laughs> it's just, that's no, no, that's, that's baffling. baffling. Yeah. yeah um, any, any suggestions for replacement on that one? Uh, lots. Yep. Kante, Pogba, yep. De Bruyne. Yep. Uh, Literally anyone else. Yep. Coutinho, if you're going to go from Brazil. I mean, even some England, like, centre-attacking bits yeah. play better than... Lingard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lingard. 
Shinji right, Kado. Here's where it gets less controversial. Hazard. Yep, absolutely. Griezmann. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mbappe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Neymar. No. Is it? Get off it, the floor. It's like FIFA didn't even watch their own World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Really, oh. How? Trouble yeah. is the play acting aside. So Harry Kane played some there. very good yeah. games. Scoring two goals. And he, I think it was either him or Trippier that did provide the most scoring opportunities. Um, uh, trouble is that I just can't no. pass all the... Yeah. yeah no. Acting the flailing on the floor. I'm going to shut up. No. No. Yeah. no. I think Coutinho probably overshadowed... He was ne- Brazil's best player. Yeah, when I... I mean, I'm not a football manager, so I don't know, but I thought Coutinho played a lot better than Neymar. Um, Neymar's goals came, what, one in the 92nd minute when they'd all when they were already 1-0 up, and then he assisted the second goal against Mexico. So, yeah. No. Come just, see well, Yeah, so where's, where's Kane? No Kane. Where's even like Cavani? No De Bruyne, no Suarez. De Bruyne, yeah, De Bruyne. Perisic. So I wouldn't think Suarez. No yeah, Perisic, Perisic. No Rakitic. A lot of players missed out there. So. Yeah, well done, FIFA, on that one. You've done really well. Controversial. And I'll give you my weird stat-based team of the tournament a bit later on. Okay. Well, let's move on from that then. So let's talk about goal of the tournament. Um, we'll get on again. We'll get on to the BBC's, BBC's choice a little bit later on. Mm. But I've got quite a long short list of... Uh, <laughs> a long list. A long a long list of, um, of goals that could potentially be considered goal of the tournament. So um, I'll go to each of you. And then I'll read out and you sort of give me a rating out of 10. Well, we'll go around and I'll give you, give you a rating out of 10 each for okay. each one. So uh, the first one I've got down is Coutinho versus Switzerland. That's sort of outside of the box, stunner into the top right corner. Six. That's his bread and butter. Five. I've seen him do that all week. All right. I wish I saw the goal, so I'll go with the uh, middle. Five. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a bit unfair. I'm going to change that to a seven. That yeah. was an awesome strike. Uh, Ronaldo's third versus Spain, his free kick in the top right hand corner. Six. A uh, little deflection on it, was mm. there? Um, yeah, we'll go with the six. No, it was, it's just the importance of the match as oh, well. Context, it was Huge. almost one of the goals Probably of the group stage. Probably a seven, then. Yeah. In the context, but but the then the next one I've got is Colorado's free kick against Costa Rica, which was potentially even better. Awesome free kick, yeah. Seven. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah, seven. Uh, eight. Right, Cherishev's first one to goal versus Saudi Arabia. Ooh, seven. Ah, oh, that, mm, yeah. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Uh, Mertens is volley versus Panama to break the deadlock. Six. Seven. <laughs> I thought that was a five. I didn't really... Ooh. Yeah, didn't controversial. Really that well, if that's a five, what about Chorismas versus Iran? Eight. Outside of the boot. That was... Just, yeah, kind of goal I'd love to see. We'll go eight and a half on that one. Ooh. I think we'll go nine. That's probably le- Ooh. Ooh. leading so far. Bias aside, Lingard versus Panama. Seven. Eight. It was good interlinking play with him and Sterling before. Mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, true. Right. Di Maria versus France to level it up in the first half. I'm going to go seven and a half. I'm going to go six. Keeper should save it. It's a long way out. It is a long way out. Uh, then Cherishev's second versus Croatia. Oh, I'm going to go eight and a half because it was just good I think play it's from even Russia. better. I'm going to go with nine. Because there's interlinking play before, yeah. it's not just like a hit and hope. There's also a bit of like teamwork before. Alan loves the teamwork. He too. does. Yeah, I'm going to go with the nine as well. All right. Uh, Pavard's versus Argentina. His Ooh. sort of sliced shot across the box. Oh, I've watched it so many yeah. times. Yeah. It's so satisfying. Nine. 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 Yeah, I'll yeah. probably go nine as well. That's nine. fair. For a 20 yard hit, nine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a defender. Yeah. Then what got voted BBC's goal of the tournament, Chadley versus Japan. One. 
<laughs> going for a solid one. It hit. was a tap-in. Right. If we're going based on team play and context, 11 out of 10, because it wins them a knockout game. And I think every player pretty much got involved. Courtois caught it from the corner and they counterattacked and just went mental. On the actual goal itself, a very simple tap-in from like 10 yards out. So I'm going to go seven. Against a team that maybe weren't tracking back exactly. properly. I'll go with nine. it was still an awesome goal (laughs) then right so if that's if that's a nine De Bruyne's versus Brazil when Lukaku ran through the entire team gave it to De Bruyne who then struck it from about 25 yards that's my goal in the tournament 10 10 I'm going to go 8 8 alright that's maybe a bit low Luca. yep (laughs) again there because it was like a great finish it was like 30 yards out but also like Lukaku's sort of setup play before that was awesome yeah uh a very another very important goal context-wise, Cruz versus Sweden. His sort of free kick stopped and then into the top right-hand corner from such a tight angle. Um, zero. Context didn't matter. They went out <laughs> of the group stage. It's, it's a bit poor goalkeeping. Who cares? There. Yeah. <laughs> it's Germany. Well, it so much better. I'm going to go six and a half. I mean, it was a good free kick. The keeper should 100% save it, though. Right. It? Yeah. And the final one on my list is Nacho versus Portugal. Comes out to him, smashes it from about 30 yards out across the goal. Yeah, six and a half. Yeah, seven. Yeah. So, well, we, Alan's given us his choice. Uh, the goal of the tournament is De Bruyne versus Brazil. What about you, Luca? It's yeah. very difficult for Luca when you've seen five goals <laughs> in the tournament. Yeah. Saying it's one. Too busy learning scripts. I, I, <laughs> Say Mandzukic. Disney's the real winner. Say Mandzukic in the final. I really, th- yeah. I really think Mandzukic's <laughs> goal in the final just was just everything you want from a striker, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's got a fair point. He's a fair point. Danny? Oh, I genuinely don't know. I think... It's not an easy question. For the one that I think I gave the highest rated, I can't remember because I was just saying numbers, Pavards. Yeah. But if I could add my own one to the list, Marbe Niang's goal against Poland, where he cleverly ran off the pitch and then just sprinted back on, was like, yes, I'm having this. (laughs) 10 out of 10. There you go. Um, Not quite what I was after, but yeah. (laughs) For the record, mine was De Bruyne's as well. Courtois, Golden Glove. Is that probably a fair shout? Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Move, let's move on. Next thing. Yeah. <laughs> that must be a pretty heavy glove to wear, though, right? Yeah, they don't wear them. Oh, they don't wear them? They don't wear oh, them. That's a shame. Um, right, do you want to give us your team of the tournament, then, based on the player um, ratings? I mean, so we were supposed to be updating it every week, and I just kept my notepad, but just kept forgetting to talk about it. So we went through every single match day, and whoever the highest rated player was on that day, they got in this team. So I managed to create two teams. One, if I sort of tried to play them in a position that would win a World Cup. Yeah. And then another one where I just picked the 11 top highest rated players. So like the thing you do on FIFA when you put Ronaldo, Messi, like has everyone just in like defensive positions. Pretty much, yeah. So the squad ended up like this. We're working from match day one all the way to final match day. Golovin, Cristiano Ronaldo, Gallardo from Mexico, Romelu Lukaku... Jao Moutinho got in there with the lowest score. He got an 8.1 on the day, and that was the highest score of all four matches played on match day six. Uh, Then you've got Rakitic, Ahmed Moussa, Hazard, Harry Kane, Isco, Baldelge from Croatia, Neymar, Yeri Mina, Willian, Mbappe, Akinfeyev. That was... It took till match day 16 to get a goalkeeper in there. And I was scared that we weren't going to get a goalkeeper in this <laughs> Was that team. after the shootout? Yes, against that was against Spain. Uh, Trippier, Griezmann, Modric. Hazard got in there for a second time. 
Ivan Perisic, and then the final was Paul Pogba, man of the match. Oh, somebody so. So the two teams I managed to make out of that: Akinfeev in goal, Yeri Mina, Badelge, and Trippier as three centre backs. <laughs> Badelge. Yeah, Trippier going Playing to play centre back. Then uh, Willian right mid, Neymar left mid, Modric and Rakitic in the middle, Ronaldo and Mbappe and Kane. That that works. If Maybe we, a little bit of a weak defence. Yeah. But, uh, obviously, you're always going to get the players that are attacking with higher player ratings. Just wait till you hear the non-position Oof. based one. Ronaldo in goal uh, <laughs> with, with a 9.9. That man can do whatever he wants to. <laughs> yes, including move to Juventus. For £99 million. Pounds. Mbappe, Harry Kane and Isco as centre-halves. Getting 9.8s and 9.7s respectively. Isco, the tiniest person in the team at centre-half. Yep. Then uh, right wing, Ahmed Moussa with a 9.5. Left wing, Neymar with a 9.3. Centre mids of Rakitic and Modric. Then Willian, Griezmann and Hazard as a rotating front three. So there you I'm go. I'm not sure how that would fare. I mean, pretty poorly, bearing in mind you've put in Cristiano Ronaldo in goal. Yeah. And in front of him, Isco. But the attacking talent, though. <laughs> you don't need a good goalkeeper in defence to win them. <laughs> it worked out for Argentina for a bit. <laughs> what did they win? The massive banner that Maradona brought to the stadium of Maradona. Um, Speaking of that, I think I'm going to do my sort of weird and wonderful moments from the World Cup that are just just the most fun things I could find, Um, and I'm going to kick it off with Kante in the final. Oh yeah. So after France have won the World Cup, they've been presented the trophy and they're doing their sort of lap of honor around the pitch. Um, Florin Talvin Tovan Tovan Florin Tovan walks uh, up to the cameras with the World Cup sits down poses for the trophy there for about a minute Stephen and Zonzi walks over and sort of asks Tovin for the trophy he then has to give it to Kante to then go and pose in front of the can- uh, cameras yeah, I saw because this. Kante too was shy. too shy to ask because he didn't <laughs> want to upset any of his teammates uh, and ask him to have the, like go with the World Cup. So Nzonzi had to go and do it for him. I was about to say, it's like Nzonzi's his childminder. <laughs> <laughs> He's so he nice. decides to be his childminder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they went back to the dressing room and sung Kante's name it, for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Probably. It, yeah. didn't, it doesn't end there because in the team photo yesterday when they were all like cramming into the one thing so everyone gets seen. There's just a tiny side angle of Kante's the side of his head behind someone because he didn't want to like block anyone out of the picture. So he's just behind all the really tall players stood at the back because he's too nice Aww. to like climb over his teammates. Did, did you see the French team outside the presidential palace today? We're like obviously doing the presentation. Getting crunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of Kesha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> that famous World Cup yeah. idol. <laughs> so they're like talking and obviously doing the presentation. And then Paul Pogba starts the N'Golo Kante chant. And I thought, oh, this is going to look amazing. But they, the tweet that I read translated it into English. And I read it and, and tried to sing it. But it just says N'Golo Kante, N'Golo Kante. He's small and he stopped Lionel Messi. And I thought, <laughs> that doesn't rhyme. That's a terrible chant. And then you realised it was and, in French. And then I listened to it in French and... I don't speak French, but it still doesn't rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. He's just the nicest man ever. But again, the, the one other weird and wonderful moment at the final, not so much wonderful, but um, they were on the presentation ceremony. There was, everyone stood on the stage handing out medals and stuff, including uh, the lovely Croatian president, who was like, she was really, really nice, giving all the, even the French players a hug as well as they walked through. Then the thunderstorm hit. 
The one that had just avoided the match but was just in time for everyone to get absolutely drenched. The Croatian manager's shirt had gone completely see-through. But the only person on the stage with an umbrella was Vladimir Putin, while everyone else was absolutely drenched, including the female prime minister of Croatia. Wearing a red and white top, which could have been quite problematic. Mm. Um, but he just got his like secret service agent stood behind him with an umbrella, which was a bit dodgy. He knew. Those are those <laughs> artificial clouds we oh, heard yeah. about <laughs> for the Qatar World Cup. He's already found out about them. He's like, World Cup's over. Let's get, these over. Let's get everyone out of here. Um, the next great thing I found was, this is a bit odd, but it's why I love Twitter so much, um, was in, in February last year, this is last year, the tweet revival of Yoko Ono about the World Cup. She goes, she tweets, and I don't think she's a regular tweeter. She goes, who will win the World Cup? A child who believes in a peaceful world. Which is a bit odd, considering it's a, it's a year and a half before the World <laughs> Cup starts. And like she, it's just it's Yoko Ono. But what's brilliant is it's just Twitter did its thing. Um, and at Bearded Genius replied, I hope English finish, England finish second in the group. Would prefer to avoid Brazil, Germany, and child who believes in a peaceful world. <laughs> <laughs> and there's it, another one. It's at John McQueen then goes, Do you think I was annoyed when I got them in the sweepstake? That's what I love Twitter so much. Their players were very unfortunate not to make it into your team of the tournament as well, Danny. Yeah, that no, they I mean they did really well, but just didn't quite get the ratings on the match days they needed. <laughs> they were just too peaceful. Too, too, that's the thing. They needed a little bit more um, uh, fight. Continuing from Twitter, someone on Twitter pointed out that Jorge Sampaoli, uh, the manager of Argentina, looks like uh, the third member of Stavros Flatley. <laughs> the uh, Britain's Got Talent forever <laughs> Oh my God, group. that's a great show. <laughs> it's either that or Louis Spence attending a fancy dress party as Phil Collins from EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just a picture of him on the touchline <laughs> with his feet crossed doing like a weird thing. Oh, and it man. does look like he could have appeared on Britain's Got Talent. Oh, so we had the uh, sort of controversy at the end of the Portugal-Morocco match when at half-time, Jordi Amrabat had said that he overheard the referee asking Pepe if he could have Ronaldo's shirt after the match. <sighs> yeah, and he still went on to referee a couple of games after, didn't he? Yeah, well, was yeah. really poor. Did he, not re- did he ref the England-Sweden game? I think that was the one. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I th- sorry, I think the main question is, did he get the shirt? I don't think he did, because I think uh, FIFA rebuked the claim. Um, mm. But I would love to have seen the referee just walking off with yeah. having shirt swapped with Ronaldo. Why did he ask Pepe? Of all, <laughs> of all players to ask, A, either just ask Ronaldo directly. He's not like the queen that you have to ask people to ask him. And B, Pepe's not going to go up to him and be like, oh, yeah, Ronnie, the ref wants your shirt. Pepe's just going to do a cheeky little smile and just be like, yeah, yeah, I'll ask him, don't worry, and just kick someone. <laughs> <laughs> And the um, referee's just laughing it off by slowly deleting his Mark underscore Geiger at eBay.com. <laughs> Not the most controversial thing that's happened in the World Cup, because before it even started, I forgot that Robbie Williams just swore down the camera to the entirety of Russia at the opening ceremony. Classic Robbie. He just stuck his middle finger up down the camera at Russia. Yeah, baffling. I think he thought that was going to revive his career. Probably just saying, take that. Oh, <laughs> come on, man. Oh, dear. Um, that is not the level of jokes that we accept here. And that's the death of this podcast. <laughs> uh, We're done. Um, comedy career. <laughs> <laughs> down the toilet. No, the so next one, Mexico. That After their 1-0 win against Germany, a 4.3 magnitude earthquake was recorded in the country, uh, presumably because all the fans were jumping up and down so hard they triggered an earthquake. Wow. 
Or Trump started building his wall and those were the bulldozers. <laughs> One Quick, the, while they're making noise. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, go. Well, <laughs> that leads me on to this ridiculous Kevin De Bruyne story. So, oh. this is just very interesting and a bit weird. So, on the same vein of Trump maybe building a wall while the World Cup's going on, so sort of no one notices, uh, the Haitian president, uh, who wasn't liked terribly much, like he, he's not the most popular chap in Haiti, uh, decide, him and his government decided that they're going to remove fuel subsidies and increase the price of fuel in their country. Having there been protests about this before, he decided that he was going to do it during... Uh, the Brazil-Belgium match because Brazil is the adopted home nation of Haiti seeing as they're not in the World Cup Mm -hmm. they're in a similar geographical location and there's a few similarities between them so he thought that he'd introduce these new policies during the match so that when Brazil won everyone can uh, will be celebrating and not notice that you know he's introduced these things Brazil didn't win Belgium won Kevin De Bruyne with a wonder strike to to knock Brazil out of the World Cup. And then everyone sort of realised that during the match, the president had increased the price of fuel dramatically. There were then three-day protests. I think about seven people were killed. And uh, the prime minister was ousted from power. because All because of Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne killed a man. (laughs) He brought down the Haitian government. Wow. Man. I mean... If I was going to put my money on any footballer to bring down uh, world government, Diego Costa. <laughs> I mean, th- that's where my money is. He'd definitely be able to bring he'd, down a government. He'd so be up for it. Single-handedly. Of course, my next favourite moment is when the play- the Argentina players ousted the uh, third member of Stavros Flatley from his coaching position uh, and Messi took over. He ran over to the bench halfway through their final match of the group stage uh, and San Paoli... Went up to him, he's like, are you bringing Aguero on? Are you bringing Aguero on? What do you want me to do? What am I doing? Oh, look, I'm a cat. Like, <laughs> he's like, I just like, oh, look at the ball of fur. He was just useless. He was just stood there flailing around like a little Irish dancer, which was very funny. Not as funny as the world's worst throw-in. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> by, <laughs> by... This is my favourite moment of the World Cup. <laughs> Milad Mohamedi in Iran's match against Spain, they were 1-0 down in the 94th minute, uh, and there were four minutes of extra time. Ran up to the th- the touchline, <laughs> tried to do or did a forward roll, looking as if he's going to try and throw the ball into the box. Stopped and then walked backwards. <laughs> well, they had thirty seconds to score an equaliser. Alan, oh. oh, it was so good. I mean, everyone's seen that executed, and it's very cool. But you get the feeling he had actually never done it before. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, "This is the time to shine." <laughs> oh god, it was so bad. Uh, it's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Um. The only thing that I think can top that is Michi Batshuayi oh, yes. <laughs> just kicking himself in the face with a ball. What a man. I'm going to refrain from swearing here. But... <laughs> <laughs> you made our last week's pod the only explicit pod we have. Well deserved, sir. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michi Batshuayi. Oh, I mean, that kind of sums up his World Cup, though. He hit the post from basically inside the goal and hit himself in the face. Yeah. I feel bad for him. He's I, such a nice person. He is. I mean, he might he might kick on for Chelsea now that Hopefully. he's a new manager. Well, in, the, in his first match that he played for Belgium, he could have had six goals within 15 minutes. So Hit the post there as well. Yeah. Just not, not himself in the face afterwards. <laughs> I mean, 
Alan's the only one that... I mean, Tim supported England as well, but you had your Switzerland allegiance. Yes. You're the only English supporter through and through here. What the hell is this? <laughs> We're turning on you. Brexit um, means Brexit. <laughs> don't say that. Me and Luca won't be able to turn up for yeah. the rest of the pods. Third place playoff. I know it's a game that probably you didn't want to watch. Did you watch it? I did. And? Um, well, as a proud Englishman... As are all of you three as well. <laughs> no, you I can't. am. It's rife with foreign accents, this part, isn't it? No. You um, can't prove oh, that. Oh, 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 hey, hey, oh. Why'd you get a sandwich? Just a block of red. <laughs> oh, no, it was a really disappointing way to end it. But, you know, we, it, we still equal our second best World Cup performance. Uh, Belgium were deserved winners, though. I think... It shows, you know, obviously we lost them earlier in the tournament, but they were both lower strength size. I think some people were saying that we, we would have a better chance if we had, you know, played both our, their strongest teams. But I think, yeah, they did just have the quality, didn't they? Hazard, yeah. De Bruyne, we couldn't handle them. Um, what do we think of England's performance in general then? So over the entire World Cup, proud, good, disappointed? As a neutral fan, thought they did really well. Played with... A lot more spirit than I thought they would. They all looked like they wanted the ball constantly, played out of their skins, and I think we're unfortunate not to get to the final. Um, I think maybe just that lack of a player in midfield who could hold onto the ball when they really needed it against Croatia cost them. But I thought a fantastic tournament, and they should really all be proud of themselves. Yeah, I'm still going to name my firstborn Gareth McRahim Maguire. <laughs> Sorry, Grahim. McRahim. Where's the Muk coming from? Just smooth it out. <laughs> as long as he doesn't have Trippier's haircut, it's all right. They did us all proud, I think. Yeah. Uh, who, who do we think performed the best for England then? Either not maybe... So obviously Harry Kane maybe undoubtedly the best player we've got, but who do you think outperformed everyone else and themselves before, uh, you know? I mean, he made it into the team in the tournament, Trippier. You say Ashley Young. <laughs> <laughs> he was my second pick. Oh, okay, that's much fair. like FIFA. No, um, <laughs> yeah, he was a revelation, wasn't he? What was it? His tenth cap only, or something outrageous? Yeah, and he's performing like that in an England shirt. Basically, you know, providing you know most of the dangerous threats. Some of those crosses he put in, like first time on the volley, crosses with ridiculous accuracy. I was, I was actually really happy when he scored that free kick. Not because it was a great free kick, but I think he really deserved that. His performance... Topped off his World Cup, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. His performance had been so, so good that you just wanted him to get that goal just to go, yeah, he's probably the best. Yeah. Yeah. Crucial in the penalty shooter as well with a really solid penalty there. Yeah. It's just emulated David Beckham in a way. Mm. Um, just for me, his, his quality on, on dead balls and his, you know, his delivery into the box. What about Harry Maguire as well? He yeah. was very good all tournament. I think he was maybe found out a bit against Croatia. I think he was at fault for one of the goals. And, yeah. you know, I think all of them were tired for the Belgian match. But, yeah, you know, in the early stages and certainly in the first knockout game, uh, Harry Maguire was excellent. I mean, the ball-playing defender seems to be coming back into the way a lot of teams are playing now. And England had two of them playing really well in the tournament. John Stones, we all knew before the tournament, could pick a pass for fun. But I thought Harry Maguire, like, I've not seen him play a lot like that. But he was just either taking the ball and picking a pass or just running it out of defence, almost Ferdinand-esque. And it, always targetable from a corner. Oh, so telegraphed, did it every time. All but Harry Maguire was always there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I said this the other day is that I think Harry Maguire shows 
potential to be sort of the best of John Terry and the best of Rio Ferdinand mixed together in one player, which is probably the biggest compliment you can give an England defender. On, on that England team, though, who are we missing? John Joe Shelby. And I, and <laughs> that's, I, that's the type no, of player you think. And, You're and right. If it's not John Joe Shelby, it's a John Joe Shelby player because... I well, mean, and, and what do you mean by that? What ball playing, creative? Someone who you don't mind giving the ball to under pressure and can still find a pass. I feel Jordan Henderson was really good, but if you look at his highlights after England went 1-0 up against Croatia, it's almost like he just still stuck to the same game plan of, I'm just going to go long and try and get Sterling in behind. And he just wasn't accurate enough. He's not an influencer. No. Um, I don't think Henderson. I he think to get he, on that Instagram more. He can, <laughs> absolutely. He keeps it all together for the team, but he's not the one that's going to take game by the scruff of the neck. No. I think I would probably say it's a man that's going to guide West Ham to both Premier League victory and Champions League victory Please in the next it. two years. And that's uh, Jack Wilshere. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mark Noble. <sighs> Him as well. <laughs> no, no, no mention uh, of Ruben uh, Loftus-Cheek. No, a player no. of that vein, though. Yeah. And it's the same with um, John Joe Shelby, isn't it? Just a ball playing, does, likes to have the ball, Yeah. you know, yeah. under pressure. The Jack Wilshere shout, I mean, for years, England would be constantly saying, why are we still bringing Jack Wilshere to tournaments? Him coming on in against Croatia in that semi-final would have been the best player because he does not mind having the ball under pressure, running it out. Jordan Henderson doesn't really run with the ball. And then Jesse Lingard and Ali just went missing. And I feel like if you could have brought on a John Joe Shelby or a Jack Wilshere, someone who doesn't mind keeping the ball and is good at keeping it, I think that Croatia game would have been so much different. We saw there was like Pogba a... was English. Absolutely. <laughs> I think he will qualify by now. Um, <laughs> but no, there was like a disconnect, wasn't there, between the defence and the attack? Because all yeah. you had in the middle basically was Jordan Henderson trying to connect it all together. Yeah, and that's, mm, that's not... probably not who you want doing it. And that's no. why we were probably, you know, by the end of the game, we were just knocking long balls. Yeah. Do you think Adam Lalana's exclusion from the squad now looks a little bit? Uh, he could have probably done a job. Uh, Injured, he was still unfit. Yeah, he was on. He was first reserve, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Tricky to say. We could have gone out in the group stage if Adam Lalana was playing. <laughs> you know, you never know. Yeah. You know. Oh, I should have um, called in Wayne Rooney. I don't think that would. Have- no, that no. was a joke. clarify that was a joke. <laughs> the man's MLS debut was sensational. I think he, <laughs> he got uh, one assist. Coming uh, on in the 60th absolutely. minute. He didn't even yeah. start. <laughs> how do you not how do you come in as a marquee player and not start? Okay, then we've you We've just, gone off topic a little bit. Luca. Yes. What's your favourite moment of the World Cup? Of the three games that you watched? Yeah. I don't even remember the games, to be honest. <laughs> I think lifting the trophy. Not, not me lifting the <laughs> trophy. <laughs> But I think you know, watching, it could have been any team, not France, but any team lifting a trophy and having their moment, I think it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, they work hard to do their job and winning a prestigious tournament is, is a nice thing to see. Shame those men walked straight in front of the camera angle. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that was rude. Do you think there's going to be a lot of people when you go back for season two, which you can plug now if you want, yeah. do you think there's going to be a lot of people in France still celebrating? Yeah, of course, of course. I think... I hope that it doesn't go on for too long. <laughs> I really hope that filming outside isn't interrupted by French people still going on about the World Cup. Or any people. Man. That's fair. Um, filming what, Luca? Find me in Paris season two. I mean, clearly they should have found her after the first season, right? <laughs> we don't know. We haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, no, no spoilers right there. <laughs> can you tell us anything about season two? Uh, no. Sorry. I can't actually. But well, I, can, I can tell you what we are filming currently. Are you in it? Yes. 
Uh, that's good. Yes. Did you manage to catch any football games while you were out there filming season I, one? I didn't. Solid. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> so the PSG shirt that you got me. Oh, yeah. I went to the PSG store for you. But you didn't bother watching a match? No. <laughs> what do you think <sighs> I do on my days off? Right. Is, is it the best World Cup ever? It's the best one I can remember watching. Not that I've watched many, but it's the best one that I can remember seeing that's been that exciting and that unpredictable. Fair. Alan? Yeah, I mean, my first conscious sort of World Cup, I think, was 2002. Um, yeah, probably the one I've enjoyed the most. Um, I think I've managed to catch almost every single game, which I haven't always been able to do. Yeah. I've loved it, yeah. Do you know what we could have done great with? goals. Um, Some Vuvuzelas. Oh. oh, God. There was, no, there was, though, <laughs> there in was. some of the early games. Yeah, in the group stages. Oh, God, I had PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, I'm flashbacks. <laughs> not again. No, not 2010. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You weren't yeah. there. You don't know. No, it's... it's like having tetanus. Oh, God. Um, anyway. We've taken... No, I, I yeah. really... Yeah, really enjoyed it. It's, no, I think it's been a really good tournament. I think, for me, watching it as a neutral for the first time was actually really exciting. So many goals. Loads of penalties. It'll be interesting to see, in four years' time, if VAR has tightened up and sharpened and referees God, know how, so. how to use it and we'll see if it's got the same effect but yeah I thought it was it was a really really good tournament and we saw a lot of players that took their chance on the biggest stage and I think that's what you have to do at a World Cup yeah and I, th- I think it will be better by the next Euros yeah otherwise you know Mark Lawrenson's going to be fuming Oh man! I mean, it'll be homeless and just shouting at <laughs> pigeons in the street by then. But he'll be fuming nonetheless. Get up, Neymar! Um, that's a question I just thought of. Who's your breakout star of the 2018 World Cup? So not the player who's played the best. Who do you think has been like the breakout player who maybe you hadn't heard of before or you hadn't seen play before? Who, well, who would you say? Am I allowed to say Mbappe purely yeah. because he's 19 and it's his first World Cup and he's been as good as we've seen him? Yeah, yeah, you can. It's, it's, Mbappe. Your, it's your breakout player. Mbappe. Mbappe, Alan? I don't know a huge amount about Russian football, but Cherishev and Golovin are yeah. you know, mm. almost household names at this point. And they're both, I think, looking to get moves at this point. Think, uh, certainly Golovin. Yeah. Linked to Chelsea, Chelsea down, £22 million, pound, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, Russia, one of the biggest success stories of the entire World Cup, I think. Yeah, did so really, really well. You're very right there. Luca. I was going to say Golovin. Yeah, yeah, you know, being linked to Chelsea, and I never really heard of him beforehand, like half the players at the World Cup. But <laughs> you know, I think he played really well. Fair. And I think a little-known player called Ronaldo, he did well. Yeah, he did, despite everything. Yeah, yeah. and you know, apparently he got a big move to uh, Juventus. Yes, he did. For Off 19 million pounds yeah. more that, than they bought him. That's for. what convinced Juventus. They thought if this lad has a good World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> we're in for him. And he did. They just wanted the social media followers. Uh, Danny, your breakout player. Uh, I said it before the tournament, Herving Lozano, and I think he had a really yeah, good tournament. he did. Scored the goal that beat Germany. Caused an earthquake. Caused an earthquake. Played really well. And I think he's going to get a big move. Probably not next season. I think PSV will keep a hold of him. But certainly in the coming years, he is going to be a world beater. There we go. The World Cup is over. No more World Cup fever from game time. But never fear. We'll be back very, very shortly with... The start of the Premier League season, all the transfer window, gossip, rumours, transfers, everything. We will have it covered here on Game Time, uh, as well as all the other sports that's happening. Of course, Wimbledon's gone completely amiss. We'll be definitely talking about that, as well as the golf uh, and everything else you could possibly ask for. Of course, we are available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and anchor.fm slash game-time. 
Uh, if you enjoyed anything we talk about, please talk to us on Twitter at GameTime underscore pod or email us at GameTimePodcast1 at gmail.com. We hope you enjoyed and we'll be back very, very soon.